Welcome to Solving the Financial Puzzle, where every week we discuss the latest issues surrounding the complicated world of personal finance. Each week, join Walter Storholt and certified financial planner Dan Capril as they help you put together the pieces of your own financial puzzle. And for more information on today's topic, visit matsonandcapril.com. This is the Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast, the show that helps you each and every week prepare for your financial future and uh, prepare for retirement in the process. If you want to get in touch with Dan Capril, you can always do that online by going to quizdan.com. You can also listen to past podcasts there on the site. And you can always call 513-563-PLAN. That's 513-563-PLAN. And you can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher in all three locations. On the podcast today, we're talking about lies that we tell ourselves and uh, the detrimental reasons for why we do that and and what then happens when we lie to ourselves, Dan. And we're focusing specifically on the financial lies here, obviously. Yeah. Although, you know, we do it in all areas of life. I mean, I, you know, I've been working out and, and trying to eat very consciously the last couple of years when I got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. That Oreo cookie won't add to my waistline as long as I I eat five of them. (laughs) Sure. I'm working out tomorrow. You know, I'll be fine. You know, what's a little bread? I won't have bread later. I mean... So it's it's natural for us to do that. It's the uh, it's the internal bargaining that we must do in order not to to live a life of internal conflict. But we do see it a lot in in personal finance. And again, as I've I've mentioned many many times, it's our behavior that's going to drive our success far more than the investment products that we that we buy. So I've been thinking about, you know, what are some of the, the most common lies? And, and frankly, my list, it was like 30. So I pared it down to about five. But these aren't necessarily the five that I see the most common. But these are some that um, lately, at least, I've been hearing a lot of. So the first one is when someone will give me a call and they'll say they want to take some, a significant amount of money out of their savings, but they have every intention of putting it back. The idea here is that they, they, they just need it for a short-term. Borrowing doesn't seem to make sense, and they just need to cover themselves. And uh, you can do this. In, in, you know, There's many ways you can do this um, and avoid tax. Um, the most common one would be if you took a 60-day withdrawal from an IRA or you took a loan from your 401k. And sometimes the money goes back, and a lot of times it doesn't. And when the money doesn't go back, particularly in the IRA, it gets taxed. And if you're under 59 and a half, it gets taxed with a penalty. The other thing that can easily happen is during that period of time that the, the investments that you're in can go up. And of course, if you don't have the money in there, you're not going to get the rate of return. What we really need to ask ourselves is rather than, than lie to ourselves or say, well, I'll fix it, is what we really need to do is challenge our thought process as to do we really need the money? Now, sometimes there's no question it's needed. But I've seen examples where money's been used for homes that weren't needed, for country club memberships that really weren't needed, um, cars that weren't needed, et cetera. And then later the conversations, oh, yeah, I meant to put that back, but I just never quite got around to it. So we bargain with ourselves. And look, if, if your money is long-term, put it out of sight, out of mind. That's exactly what it should be treated as, long-term. And this is why everybody needs to build up adequate cash reserves. So yeah. that one I get. This one, you know, every once in a while, I'll have somebody come to a workshop 
and we'll be talking about you know a number of subjects, but I can just sense a level of cynicism with this individual. And usually there's something to the effect of believing that the investment market is rigged, it's rigged against the little guy, and therefore there's no uh. reason to invest, which doesn't, I, I don't understand where that comes from because if you look at the investments that the little guy, so to speak, um, which is just about everybody if you're going to compare yourself to an institutional hedge fund, okay, everybody's a little guy. Um, if you look at the um, the returns that index funds, for example, have gotten over the years, they're, they've they've been excellent. I mean, we got to look at long term time frames, but equity investments over time produce anywhere from nine to eleven percent. I mean, that's been the historical return of these things. Now, where sometimes things are rigged, if you will, against the little guy, is in these small instances where you have a particular stock. That's either going to be publicly traded um, for a short, you know, for the first time. Um, yeah, those are situations where uh, not everybody can get in on that. Now, you can certainly buy the stock once it's out there on the market. But the thing to also keep in mind is, you know, just as many initial public offerings lose money in the first year as make money. It's just that we just hear about the ones that, that, that make money. Um, a lot of this is politically driven. Politicians, there's a certain group of them who use class warfare as a way to attract voters. Um, so this idea that the system is rigged against you and you are being exploited, um, I've yet to see evidence of that. I mean, if you have that evidence, please bring it to me uh, because I've got clients who clearly meet the definition of the little guy and have done very well in the, the time that they have been investors. So be, be a little bit more. It's easy to get cynical. I get that. And there certainly are instances where illegal activity has occurred. But you know what? Illegal activity in, in the investment community is no different than illegal activity in other areas. I mean, people rob banks, people rob stores, um, people get insider information and, and use it to their advantage. But it's not the norm. It's, it's, it's more the exception. And in many, many of those cases, those people go to prison. Another one I get is um, the banks. Um, there's a belief that at, at times that cash is, is the safe place to be. So I'm going to have all my money in the bank because, um, you know, I, th I think that's the safest place to be right now. Think about what you're saying. What you're basically saying is getting no return on your money or, you know, point whatever, 2%, 3%, whatever banks are paying that that is better than having a long-term growth strategy. Look, if you're, if you're only looking to, in, to invest your money for a year, yeah, I agree. Put it in the bank. In fact, that's one of the frustrating things my clients say to me when I, they say, you know, I got this money. I'm going to need it in you know, eight, nine months to buy a car. What should I do with it? And I just go, the bank. <laughs> and they'll say, well, the bank's not paying anything. Yeah, but the bank's not paying negative either, at least not yet. But if you think for one second, that the historical return of bank interest is going to let you grow your money. When you factor in taxes and inflation on that interest, you may think that it's safe. I would argue what you're really doing is going broke safely. Many different ways to diversify your money out. Yes, you will have to accept a non-linear return if you do that. But just don't ever underestimate how taxes and inflation on a mm -hmm. compounded basis can hurt you. Another one I get is I'll rely on social security. I won't plan for my retirement. I'll just live on social security. Well, just make sure you understand what that payment stream is. 
Also understand, depending on your situation, that Social Security can be taxed. Social Security was never meant to be a retirement plan. In fact, it was originally set up as more of like a widow's and orphan's fund because the average life expectancy was less than the age in which you could collect it back when the program has started. Now, that is no longer the case. And I don't have a problem with people under the assumption Social Security will always be there because I think in one form or another it will, particularly for baby boomers and probably Generation X as well. Millennials, I hope you do get a better system. You deserve a better system than, than what we've had. What we've had has not been a good system. The rate of return is, is, is measly. Uh, it is truly a Ponzi scheme if you look at the definition of a Ponzi scheme. And like most Ponzi schemes, it, it's getting in trouble because we have more and more people pulling money out and less and less putting money in. You know, there used to be 42 workers for every retiree. Now there's three. So there's some issues there. Um, but if you're going to rely upon it truly as your, as your source of your only source of retirement income, well, you're going to have an existence that's incredibly modest. That might be fine for you. Sadly, uh, more than half the country does just that. But look, if you've got time, there's no reason for you to have to be totally reliant on that. Uh, the last one that I hear is this attitude when it comes to saving and investing. It's this idea, well, look, I only live once. You know, my good buddy of mine passed away at 48. You know, I'm going to spend it now. Those are famous last words. Mm -hmm. uh, most people don't retire, don't, don't die at 48. So be careful about using the exception. Now, look, if God forbid you were diagnosed with something serious, fine, go for it. And I also will, will be the first one to tell you that as you get older, you can spend a higher percentage of your income simply because you're not going to live forever. But please don't be like so many people who come to my workshops and then say later, boy, I wish I ran into you 20 years ago. There's no reason to do that. And that's usually the attitude that they had back then. So these are all excuses we try to give ourselves for bad behavior or at least being less informed. It's easy to just ignore it if you say, ah, it's stupid. I don't want to listen to it. You know, it can't really be all that good. Um, you know, there, there's a criminal element behind it or there's a, there's a level of unfairness behind it. So it's, it's easy to fall into those traps. But those are the things, those are the limiting thoughts that can really prevent us from having the type of future that we want. So one of the things that we, we, we go into some of these lies in, in great detail in our book, Retirement Rescue. So if you don't have a copy of our book, Retirement Rescue, get a copy. I'd be more than happy to send you one. I mean, you can go on Amazon and buy it. Um, I think it's $9.97 or something like that. But I'll be more than happy to give you a free copy if you've never received one. So it's uh, very easy to do that. In fact, I'll send you more than just the, um, the book. I'm going to send you what I call my retirement rescue toolkit, which if you go to quizdan.com, it's featured right at the top. And it's much more than a book. It's an audio piece. There's a new DVD that we've got. There's a three-part course on tax-free retirement planning. A lot of great stuff in that kit. So if you've never received it, um, order a copy of it. Just either go to quizdan.com and uh, you can receive it there. You just click the button and enter your information. and Boom, it goes out the very next day. You can certainly give our office a call, 513-563-PLAN. So whether you've been a long-term client of ours or you're just a listener to this um, podcast, it's good material. I say that with all humility. Others have told me how, how helpful the book has been. It's a, it's a book on personal finance with not a lot of numbers. I think all those books have already been written. 
And it's relatively short. I challenged myself to keep it under 100 pages. And I think I came in at like, I don't know, 88, 89. So get that and the other materials that go along with it. Uh, because in there we do get into some of the, the lies that we get into and in uh, we tell ourselves or the things we've been led to believe that are myths. And we help you to expose those and not make mistakes because of them. So not only do you get the Retirement Rescue book, but the entire toolkit as well, which has other good options and uh, resources from which you can learn and, and get educated about the financial world in there. All you have to do is go to quizdan.com. Again, that's quizdan.com, and you can find the spot where you can request one of those toolkits right there on the website. You can also call, if you prefer that method, 513-563-PLAN, 513 7526 is the number. That's Dan Capril, Lies We Tell Ourselves. And uh, it's a, always a fascinating conversation to kind of look at being honest with ourselves. And you start uncovering all these different little white lies we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and they're dangerous. you got to be careful of them. And uh, those are some good warnings to be aware of today. Thanks, Dan. Uh, there's much more coming up on the next Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast. In fact, we're going to take some of your questions on next week's show and cover lots of different topics. So that's going to be great. Looking forward to that show as well. That's coming up next on Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Solving the Financial Puzzle. If you want to find out more about Dan Capril or about today's topic, visit matsonandcapril.com. And be sure to join us for the next edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of NPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.